This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9. mouth-watering proposition for the neutral and the fans, I think, and it should be a great atmosphere and hopefully a really good advert for our sport. Oh, it's going to be a, a, a great game. Two teams got like to play, good rugby league, and I just hope it turns out our way. And they'll be ready. Sitting up on Saturday, my team will be ready. I'm sure it's going as well as well, and it'll be a good except between two good teams. Good the makings of a great, um, great way to finish, and um, yeah, I'm just grateful I got an opportunity to play my last game here in front of a great crowd. You know, we don't want to get too sentimental or nostalgic before the game. It's tremendous that I get a chance to to play my last pointing game at, in such a big stage at, at the, the Dreams, as you say. So I'm I'm really pleased. I'm looking for I'm looking to do one more and uh, hopefully get the win Saturday. And that for me is going to be uh, the fairy tale, fairy tale send off. Couldn't ask for a better way to leave. To do it as your final game for this for this club that have been here since 11 years old. So, you know, it'll be a real uh, emotional experience. A lot of people were were praying for this this final. You know, Wigan Warrington. I think you're going to see a, a fantastic game on Saturday. And Tremendous occasion with the prize that's at stake. At, at the end of the 80 minutes, I think it's probably going to go going to go up another level. And yes, it definitely will. Good evening and welcome to In Touch, the rugby league show on City Talk 105.9 with myself, Laura Moss, Steve Manning. And tonight we're joined in the studio by a very special guest, ex-Wigan Warrington Saints and current Salford player, Martin Gleeson, as we preview this Saturday's Super League Grand Final between Wigan and Warrington. 14 teams, nine months, 27 rounds, three knockout stages and now we're finally here. Everything is on the line at Old Trafford this weekend. Between now and seven tonight, we'll hear from the two coaches, Tony Smith and Sean Wayne, ahead of one of the biggest rivalries in the sport. This Saturday's also set to be an emotional one with several players playing their final games for their clubs before moving on to pastures new. We'll hear from Wigan's Pat Richards and Lee Mossop and Warrington's Adrian Morley and Mike Cooper and England coach Steve McNamara, who's named his squad for the World Cup. Plus, we'll get uh, Martin's thoughts on it all and talk St Helens and Salford. And we'll also be giving you the chance to win a pair of tickets for the main event this Saturday at Old Trafford. So absolutely loads to get through tonight before we come on to it. Although, as usual, let's catch up on the events of the last week with Becky Davis. was euphoria for two sides and heartbreak for the other two as the lineup for the 2013 grand final was decided. Last Thursday night, Warrington defeated the league leaders Huddersfield 30-22 to book their place in their second consecutive Old Trafford showdown. On Friday, Wigan beat current champions Leeds Rhinos 22-12 to make sure they're still on course for a cup double. Away from action on the field this week, it seems more sides are doing the groundwork for next season already. St Helens signed utility player Matty Dawson from Huddersfield on a two-year deal and handed contracts to six academy players, including Luke Thompson and Lewis Sharnock, while the Giants have signed former London prop Antonio Calfusi on a two-year deal and Chris Bailey's also signed a two-year deal from the Broncos. Wigan released two players, young forward Liam Carberry's joined Widness on a one-year deal and Tom Spencer's rejoined Lee. 
And Steve McNamara has named his squad for the World Cup. It includes three of the Burgess brothers, Ben Westwood, Chris Hill, James Roby and Kevin Sinfield. But there's no place for Adrian Morley, Stefan Ratchford, John Wilkin or Earl Crabtree. England's first game is against Australia in Cardiff on October the 26th. Thanks, Becky. So a warm good evening to my co-host Steve Manning and our special guest Martin Gleeson tonight. Good, good evening, Lauren. Good evening, everybody. And at Wigan Warrington Grand Final, uh, these two sides at this stage, been several years in the making now, isn't it? Surely going to be one of the classics on Saturday. Yeah, well, I think it's the most watering prospect. It's the final that everyone, well, most people really wanted to see. Uh, the two favourites at the beginning of the year. And I've, uh, I'm really looking forward to Saturday's game. And the game itself, I think it's, uh, Martin's just said it, I mean, in theory last year when Ian Lennigan did the club call and called the Leeds Rhinos out, I think he quoted himself as saying, we've quote, we're playing these, we want it to be the uh, final that everybody wants. It wasn't to be last year and it is this year and it promises to be a cracking game. There's 34 world-class players going to be out there. Hopefully the conditions won't be like it is tonight and uh, we'll get a, a, a dry final. Listening to your interviews this week, Steve, which we will hear in a minute, you've been talking quite a bit about the weather and it's supposed to be good on Saturday, I believe. Sean Wayne, the weatherman, the first interview I did, he said, I've had a look on the weather forecast and we're training with a view to playing dry weather football. So it's an exciting prospect by both sides. I mean, they, they can run the ball for fun, can't they, Martin? Yeah, I think uh, playing the final in the dry is going to be a good thing for both sides. Uh, both teams like to uh, spread the ball wide and get the offload. And I think it, uh, it's, uh, it's what everyone's looking for. Although we were all hyping up the uh, the Challenge Cup final as well between uh, Hull and Wigan. Didn't quite turn out to be that way, but with Warrington as well, it's surely got to be one of those that I think, well, if you look at that semi-final between, the preliminary semi-final, sorry, between Leeds and St. Helens, it's, it's likely to be a game like that, isn't it? It's going to go down to the wire. Yeah, um, I think this, this is going to be more competitive than the Challenge Cup final and it's going to be a lot more exciting game. Um, two teams, both with contrasting styles, uh, but very effective. And, you know what I mean, it's up for grabs on the night. Well, Martin, I want to get your thoughts about that a little bit more as well and uh, talk about Salford and the, the devolution that's uh, going on there. But uh, this weekend's grand final, of course, means heartbreak for two other sides who exited last week, Huddersfield and Leeds. And Giants coach Paul Anderson says, despite being the most consistent team this year, they just couldn't hold on last Thursday. Yeah, if we're in the fight, it's not good enough. We want to win. And, uh, that's the, that's the, the negative to us. We, we tried out and all that with a lot of character in our team. But... Some areas we let ourselves down and we've got to learn from it and hopefully come back and win. When you got within that two points, about six, seven minutes to go, did you think it was a game on and you might just nick it? Yeah, well, I thought we had the momentum there, didn't we? That was the thing, we had, we had a lot of momentum there and the decision went against us through Aaron Murphy and, uh, say, they won it and then got to try off the back of it off a kick, so it's, yeah, it's disappointing, but we've got to move on. You've a lot to be proud of, like you say, you've got to move on and now, I suppose, focus even on next season, even in the next few days. Yeah, without a doubt. We know there's 27 rounds and the Challenge Cup and the Grand Final to win next year, so we've got to make sure that that's our focus. We've got a little bit of unfinished business because we know we've come so close, but yet so far. Well, for Leeds, it's only the second time they're not in a Grand Final since 2006 and coach Brian McDermott says they're probably running a little bit on empty after that game with St Helens the week before. We've been coming up with some remarkable efforts recently and uh, we had a, a huge one against a very informed St Helens last week. And in review of this, in my early review of this, it probably took a little bit too much of our tanks and we didn't come out of the blocks as we should do and credit Wigan, they, they really did come out of the blocks and I didn't think they were too far in front of us throughout the whole game. Uh, but we were just probably just a yard behind and just a half a second too slow on most things. 
Well, you certainly came out of boxing that second half. That break from Carl Ablett just showed what a clever player is. Some players might have bottled it, but he just waited for the vision of Virgil Moon. No, within that game, there's some there's some big efforts there. Uh, and, you know, Carl Ablett's break, first off, he has a knack of being able to break and tackle, and you know, he's got some size, skill, and speed. But some of that vision and some of that peripheral vision that he had, and a bit of composure to had about four different options that he could have gone for before he selected that final pass. And uh, yeah, it was a choice play that you know that gave us a try. That kept us in touch, you know. But what we probably needed to do was come up with something a little bit above and beyond that we was already doing. Uh, I think the reality is we just didn't have that little bit extra, and we didn't have that that turn of pace or that little bit of energy that we could have up the ante against Wigan and Wigan once they got in front they they, uh, they would not let it go and, and that's probably uh, what we've had in, in recent weeks and we just didn't have that tonight Brian McDermott there so that now leaves us with Wigan and Warrington um, Martin how do you see the two sides measuring up you've played played at both you were at Warrington 2004-2009 Wigan from, from there till 2011 before Hull and then Salford so what's an insider's perspective um, I'm really looking forward to the game on Saturday. It's, everyone knows that the, both teams play contrasting styles. Wigan play really narrow, deep shape off little triangles and looked for uh, the defences to make uh, defensive errors and to get you on the edge. Warrington play a lot flatter and wider with a big powerful man in the middle and uh, play off the back of an offload. So I think um, the start's going to be really important. I think if Wigan can handle the power that Warrington's got in the middle, the forefront rowers and the back row, they're immense and uh, I think they're going to take some stopping on Saturday. For a player, you're 48 hours until this game, well, 48 hours exactly now, what's going through their minds? How do you go about preparing for something like this? You just relax. Both teams, I'm guessing, they'll be in hotels. Uh, they normally do that for the playoffs and you're just chilling. You spend a lot of time with each other, uh, having massages, relaxing, joking about and... Uh, that's it, really, and then you just try and stay as relaxed as you possibly can till Saturday. When do you have like your last training sessions, or and do you play any like full eighty-minute games or anything in the week running up to it? Or that's the coach's choice. You might have a. You probably won't. You won't play an eighty-minute game. Mm. You'll do. Uh, you might bring the under twenties in and run against them for like two ten-minute halves or something like that, depending on what the coach wants. But no, it'll be really light. To, uh, you've you've done a long pre-season. You've done a full season. Played most games as both teams have. And, a, and the Challenge Cup, and uh, you just want to keep the boys off the legs. Because you were part of the uh, last week on Warriors side that won at Old Trafford uh, when they beat a, a certain team, uh, who will not mention at this moment in time, because I know it's a prize question. And uh, so what was that like? Was it Because obviously that was under Madge, but uh, Sean was the assistant coach. So did they work as bad, good cop, bad cop? Uh, no, not really. Um, Madge overseed everything, and Wayne did a lot with the forwards. Um, I think just leading up to that, it was the first time we're going to have been in the final mm. for a long time. So there's a lot of and a lot of Wigan lads in the team as there is now, and we were just bringing up how important it was to the to the guys playing to represent not just the club but to the hometown club and all the families were from that area. So I think it's uh, it's a lot of talking goes on this week and emotion comes into it to get the best out of them for Saturday. And did that put more pressure on yourself? Because obviously you're a Wigan sort of thing and the Wigan lads because they know what pressure is on. You know, Wigan are expected to have all this success as well as beat uh, one of the rivals. It wasn't pressure. It was just a realisation of what's coming and what you can achieve here in this game. And, well, most of us were Wigan lads, a couple of Aussies and Kiwis, but the core of our side was local boys who grew up playing within a few years of each other and um, similar with the Centrelands team who we played against. But uh, I think it's just the realisation and uh, bringing it into your thoughts.
Well, looking at the game itself now, the 19-man squads for that final has been confirmed. Big boost for Wigan. We'll see the return of uh, Captain Sean O'Loughlin. He's been missing for uh, several weeks with his Achilles. Jack Hughes and Anthony Gelling likely to make way with Gil Dudson back as prop. Ben Flower on the bench. Tony Smith has named a full-strength Warrington side today, including Trent Waterhouse, who missed last week with a knee injury. Brett Hodgson's also been selected, but it's questionable whether he will play with Stefan Ratchford being used there. And it will be Hodgson's last game for Warrington if he does play, as he will, of course, be leaving the club at the end of the season. So let's hear it from the coaches themselves now. Sean Wayne says his side have had to overcome an injury crisis of their own this season and prove their critics wrong over the last few weeks. And he's expecting Saturday to be a real classic. Well, it's going to be a, a great game. Two, two teams like that to play, good rugby league and, and, and two tough defensive teams as well. So it's got to make it a great game. And I just hope it turns out our way. And I, I know where we're formed been... Uh, the last couple of games have been good, and uh, you know, so we need to go into this game quite confident. But you know, make no mistakes about it. We understand we've got a challenge ahead of us, and we need to be. Uh, even though we played well against against Leeds in the last game, we need to improve in certain areas to make sure we can beat Warrington. You've already beaten two of the best sides to get here, so uh, you've got to make it a treble on uh, Saturday, haven't you? Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Tony will think something different. You know, it's, it's a real challenge for us. And, you know they're they're a genuinely good team. You know throw the ball about. They play with a lot of energy. Yeah, they, they love the quick play of the balls and um, you know so we know there's a chance. They've got an upper hand on us this year. They played really well against us in the games. So we we just need to make sure that in any one day in big games we've turned up this year and hopefully this will be another one. We're here at Old Trafford and obviously it's cracking the flags at the moment. So in, in the build up. How do you do the training? Do you train it's going to be like this, or do you train that it could be how it normally is at the grand final? You know, with the rain and yeah. I mean, it's give good weather out on Saturday, and uh, we'll be training at the same time as what we play on Saturday. You know, so the lads get ready, looking at the days uh, beforehand, and making sure that they're prepared, ready for Saturday as well. So that's the only change we make is the time to train. And, uh, and the, the lads are prepared, you know, they, they know it's a big game. I don't need to make a big deal out of it, you know, make it any more special. The lads are aware. We stop it overnight in a good hotel and, you know, we get some visitors coming to see us. And, you know, to make sure the lads are lifted and uh, and they'll be ready. You know, City Lock on Saturday, my team will be ready, I'm sure Tone as well as well, and it'll be a good hitch between two good teams. Finally, you could be the first team to win it from fourth spot and you could be the first team since... Uh, your rivals from over the hill to uh, do the league and cup when everybody keeps saying it can't be done. Yeah, and, and it would be great if we could do that, you know, especially with this team. And, and what I remember, Steve, is that people forget because I, I don't talk about it. Is is we've had two horrendous injury crises this year. You know, we've had four or five weeks where I've been missing 10 and 11 first team starters, and, and we've come through that, finished fourth, which is an outstanding achievement. And, and, and to put, put ourselves in this position is a credit to the players. They've played, they've trained tough and played tough and they won big games. So all the credit needs to go to them. But the, the position they put us in is, is totally down to the players. Wigan coach Sean Wayne there. And of course, Warrington are hoping to go one step further after their defeat to Leeds in the grand final last year. And coach Tony Smith says it'll be a tie any fan of rugby league will want to watch. A bit of a freshness. We've, we've managed to avoid each other in some of these big finals for the last few years, which is probably a shame, I think, because um, I think both, those, both the clubs have been amongst the better teams for the last two or three years and more consistent teams and uh, you know that uh, even this year the matchup between us in the two games that I recall are probably some of the better games that I've I've seen uh, in terms of quality and intensity so yeah, it's a mouthwatering uh, proposition for the the neutral and the fans I think and it should be a great atmosphere and hopefully both can produce their best performances in order to 
put out a, a, a really good advert for our sport. You know, some of that squad are going to, unfortunately, not going to be able to make that 17, but that's the sort of culture that you wanted at the Wolves. Absolutely, yeah. We've got a we've got a big squad, we've got a capable squad, and, you know, whichever way the coaching staff go in terms of selection, there's going to be some disappointed boys, and that is, that is the tough part, you know, for coach and players alike. Um, you know, I, I dread the... You know, the, giving the news to the, the players who have busted their boiler all season and uh, worked really hard in order to get you there and then he doesn't get selected on game day. But, um, you know, it's part and parcel of our sport and it's part and parcel of having a big and healthy squad. And, you know, fortunately I've got a great team in, in terms of accepting those sort of decisions and they, they do understand that it takes a squad effort and, and um, you know, they, they buy into the... Um, contributing to the team uh, being successful so um, yeah but it is one of the the difficult parts of a of what is usually a great week. Warrington coach Tony Smith well it's time for a short break now and in touch but join us again after this for your chance to win tickets for this Saturday's grand final that's all to come on in touch. In touch City Talks Rugby League Lowdown City Talk 105.9 Welcome back to In Touch City Talks Rugby League Show. I'm Laura Moss. Steve Manning joins me too, as does our guest tonight, Martin Gleeson. Before the break, we heard from Tony Smith and Sean Wayne ahead of this Saturday's grand final showdown. And now here's a chance for you to get your hands on some tickets for that game. you just got to answer this question. Send your answer in on Twitter tonight. The question is, who did Wigan beat in their last grand final appearance in 2010? Who did Wigan beat in their last grand final appearance in 2010? If you were listening closely before the break, we actually mentioned that because uh, Martin was involved and uh, and he oh and he gave uh, he gave away uh, the answer for that. So uh, who did Wigan beat in their last grand final appearance in 2010? Answer correctly, and you can get your hands on a pair of tickets for the grand final on Saturday between Wigan Warriors and Warrington Wolves. Just find us on Twitter at CityTalk. 1059. Who did Wigan beat in their last grand final appearance in 2010? And we'll let you know the winners after the show. So, uh, Martin, let's talk Salford now. A few weeks ago, we had uh, Dr. Marwan Kukash on the show telling us about the devolution of Salford. Today, it's been announced Ryan McAldrick has been released halfway through his contract, and Marwan's tweeted to say the club is still chasing a number of players. You signed for them last year, so you've been there sort of through this whole evolution of players leaving, coming and going, that sort of thing. What's it been like on the inside? Yeah, well, um, the last few months have been hectic, really. Uh, it's amazing what the Docs come in and done, along with Brian. Brian came in mid to end of the season and really assessed the club work, was out the players, the staff and everything. And um, I think going back into pre-season training, it's going to be like a, a totally new club. Obviously, the rebranding, there's new backroom staff, there's majority new players and uh Got to give them credit for what they've managed to achieve so far, but it's going to be tough getting that many players to gel. So I think a good pre-season and who knows. Well, the players that you, you've you've got in there, like Rangi Chase, Gareth Hawke, Adrian Morley, mm. players that you, you know pretty well from playing against them or alongside them in some cases as well. But I mean, what, what about for the players that were still there while all this was going on? There must have been quite a lot of uncertainty as well. Yeah, it was really, really tough because uh, a lot of the players knew they were the contracts weren't getting renewed. Um, so they were playing for trying to get contracts elsewhere, uh, or maybe considering retiring. And it was uh, it was really hard for the coaches to get 
plays up for certain games and especially coming from the start of the year where we've had the facilities and everything's been uh, really substandard and a tough pre-season not knowing whether the club would survive so it, it, it was tough for a lot of people but uh, obviously while I went to cover Brian came in assessed what he thinks he needed to make the club successful and that's all been done now and um, our first year as the Sulphur Red Devils is fast approaching. What do they say to you, Marwan and Brian Noble? It means that you had like meetings, sort of saying the ambitions for the future. Because Marwan's publicly said, you know, he wants to be up there, in, like the, the top four, top five in a couple of seasons' time. What have they said to the players that that they're already? Well, Marwan came in, had a couple of meetings with us in the middle of the year, and just said, "You can be a part of this, uh, every single one of you, um, if you want to knuckle down this year and give everyone the opportunity uh, to start afresh with a clean slate." and give people opportunities to earn new contracts and said, um, really said that in the next five years we're going to be one of the top clubs in the country and um, you know, and he stood by what he's, he's said and um, he's, he's delivered, I think. And I think really, like I say, it's a brand new adventure and the bottom line is unfortunately you've got the wooden spoon so it's literally the only way is up. So, And I know the analogy, you know, we take each game as it, as it comes sort of thing and we've got to gel together but in your own, own opinion, as it will look into the season, what would be a success for you in the opening season? Um, that's really tough to, to say. You can't put a number on any positions but um, with the squad we've got, we'd, we've, we want to be... We'll definitely want to get into the playoffs. That's mm. that's uh, probably a minimum requirement. And then uh, who knows after that? I can't really say. And then I suppose as much as anything, I mean, Marwan's done what he's done. He's brought yeah. the players in. He's Like you say, it's going to be a whole new ball game sort of thing as soon as you walk through the door. And now it's time really for, for the fans to, to respond and uh, take advantage of the season tickets because... You're always going to have, oh well, I'm not, I'm not buying a season ticket. They're no good. They've not, they've not got any good players or anything like that. He's literally said, here they are. I've done my part of the bargain. Now you've got to do it, and they've got to go out and do, do, do the market. They've got to really hit, hit the marketing area, haven't they? Yeah, well, I think a lot of people were sniggering and saying uh, he was, you know, what I mean, he, he can't do this with the club and buy all these players and that. But he's, he's come up with everything he said. He, he said he would. He's delivered, and I think the fans now really need to get back behind him, the club and the team and get that stadium filled because last year there was it was quite poor, the attendances mm-hmm. and it's hard playing in front of that smaller crowd each week. But obviously it was understandable because of the performances that were uh, were on the field. So I think if they he's, he's done his part, I think all the fans need to come out now and uh, get some bums on seats. You're going to have some um, big characters in that dressing room as well. I mean, I, I suppose it's going to be difficult to sort of Keep keep all of you in line, and who's going to take charge, and what you're all going to do. I mean, how you how are you going to sort of have the have the bonding thing and the build up to it? A whole brand new squad. If you've got to go on team building exercises, probably trips abroad, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, I think uh, we're, we're starting up preseason early this year, and I think Nobby's getting everyone over. All the Aussies are getting them all over early, and I think we've got a preseason trip abroad planned for a good few weeks, maybe a month. So um, there's going to be a lot of preparation, a lot of hard work going into before the season starts. All right, well, let's uh, talk about the uh, Super League awards this week as well. well. We'll chat to Martin about the um, the grand final again in just a moment as well. But uh, Danny Bruff, Super League, Man of Steel, St Helens Club of the Year. Steve, uh, what were your thoughts on the awards? I think really they're all they're all good awards. I think uh, they're all gimme sort of thing. And I think they all went to the right people. And uh, obviously, Lockers were up for it and uh, Jamie Peacock. But what Danny Bruff has done... 
he's not a one-man band, but he's been the catalyst behind that Huddersfield side, hasn't he? And uh, how could you not vote for Paul Anderson not getting the coach of the year? Um, St. Helens, well, as you know, I do a lot of stuff with the academy sort of thing and do stuff at the club, so it was fitting that they got, got an award as well for what's going on and the players that have come through. And the Leeds Foundation, they do something very, very similar. So uh, I think they all went to the right recipients, in my opinion. But Wigan and Warrington missing out there, and they're the two sides that are, are in the grand final. Well, well, it was. It's actually, I think, something Marwan wrote on Twitter, isn't it, this week? <laughs> well, it was, and again, if we, if we talk about some of the awards, I mean, uh, like I say, I'm involved, uh, do stuff at uh, the Wigan Academy, and they've basically beaten everybody in front of them, and literally, if the first team win the grand final, basically, they're the kings of rugby league at academy and uh, super league level, which is a, a fantastic statement to where they were a few years ago. Well, let's turn our attention to that grand final back again now. For a number of players, it will be their final game for their clubs. Wiggins, uh, Pat Richards, Lee Mossop, Adrian's, uh, Adrian Morley, Mike Cooper and Gareth Carvel leaving Warrington. So set to be uh, pretty emotional. And um, Adrian Morley will be your teammate next season, Martin. Let's hear from him now. The Warrington captain says he's he's putting personal feelings to one side. Try not to think about it, you know, as that, you know, we don't want to get too sentimental or nostalgic before the game. Um, you know, after that, we'll... We'll do all the, uh, you know, cuddling each other and that kind of thing. But I think it's uh, tremendous that I get a chance to to play my last uh, wanting game at, in such a big stage at, at the uh, Theatre of the Dreams, as you say. So I'm I'm really pleased that it's that this is the last game. So uh, looking forward to it. And if the game plans how it's been this season, you'll be watching it for about perhaps the first quarter of an hour or 20 minutes when uh, the first three Musketeers go on when the Wigan forwards are tired. Yeah, well, you know that that's what Tony's been doing the, the last uh, couple of months. So uh, uh, I can't see him changing his, his tactics. So uh, yeah, it's been different coming off the bench. It's not something I've been uh, been used to. But you know that that's might been my role this year. So just got to uh, crack on with it, aren't you? So uh, I'm just um, you know delighted it's here, and hopefully I can get a bit of game time and see how we go. You finish second, they finish fourth. So in theory, you're the favourites. Well, in theory, but uh, it's not always like that, is it? Uh, I mean, you know, we we did beat them uh, as you know, we've had one draw, and one one win in our favour. So that's another thing. But it don't worry like that. There's uh, so much at stake, and uh, uh, you know, players, different teams, selection, that kind of thing. So all that will, uh, you know, favouritism will go out the window. It's just the uh, two teams going at it hard, and uh, you know, the, the victors will be uh, uh, the teams who want it the most, and uh, yeah, they'll be they'll be the champs. And there's uh, both sides, and it just loses quality, and it's just going to take that one thing, that genius, isn't it, to take that cup or become champions? Yeah, we've been very, very close in uh, in terms of when we've played each other. There've been close encounters, so yeah, it probably will need something special to to break the uh, the deadlock. But I think this is the final. A lot, of, a lot of people wanted to see all the neutrals. It's two of the glamour clubs, two two teams who like to play attractive rugby league. So. We've both been making these major finals without actually meeting, so uh, it's great that we've we've done that finally. Adrian Morley there. Well, Wigan will say goodbye to their star goal kicker, Pat Richards. He's heading back to the NRL, and Pat says he's going to have his best boots on on Saturday. Obviously, it's my last home game, uh, my last game for Wigan, and to be in a final against a very good team is um, it's got all the makings of a great game, and um, I can't wait to get out there and get amongst it. You've already been involved in a big game in the Challenge Cup final, but this is what, what a game to go out. The, the grand final, if you win it, you're the champions. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's right there. It's very close. We're 80 minutes away, and um, we know we've got a really tough test, and um, it's going to take a, a lot of hard work against a very good team. That um, They're going to throw a lot at us, and 
um, yeah, it's, gonna, it's got all the makings of a great game. I'm sure the neutral's going to be happy. Does it help that you were here a few years ago sampling the atmosphere and again beating one of your biggest rivals from over the hill? I mean, these are just down the road, but they are a, a big rival these days with the club. Yeah, I think um, our team, we've got a lot of experience in the big games, as do Warrington, so um, I think um, experience counts a little bit, probably helps your nerves, um, holds them un- under control, but um, once you get out there, it's about performing, and um, yeah, I think whoever can- handles the conditions the best um, and gets involved in their game early will we'll probably come away with the victory, so hopefully we'll do that, and um, yeah, we'll work hard and um, keep-, keep fighting for each other and can get the result. Oh, you'll not be thinking about afterwards, uh, you'll- that'll take care of itself, but uh, would be fitting when you were left West Tigers, you're left with a winner's ring to leave Old Trafford, a similar ilk. Well, it's the stuff that dreams are made for, and we're here at the Theatre of Dreams. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's got the makings of a great um, great way to finish, and um, yeah, I'm just grateful I got an opportunity to play my last game here in front of a great crowd um, at a great stadium like this. So um, yeah, whatever happens after that is down to us, and um, the ball's in our court. So. It's about performing on the day and hopefully if we do that, we, um, we put, it, put us in a good chance. Pat Richards speaking there. Other players uh, heading to the uh, NRL are Lee Mossop and Mike Cooper. Cooper's off to St George Illawarra. We'll hear from him in just a moment. But Martin, you spent uh, the first uh, years of your, your life, like your teen years in Australia growing up there and we're seeing more of our players heading over there. Is it probably quite concerning for the future of Super League, but you know, lifestyle-wise and everything, how does it differ from a young age there to here at school and things like that? Yeah, it is totally different. Obviously, playing rugby over there, there's a lot of competitions. Each age group's got about four or five sides so that going down in the pecking order. And uh, obviously, the weather's a big factor. It's dry all the time. You're playing on firm grounds, which you know what I mean helps your footwork and your skills from a young age. And our kids over here are playing in the sludge and the rain. Obviously, that can't be beneficial for you. But yeah, the guys going over there now, it's a bit of a shame for Super League, really. But Obviously, the the dollar's strong and the salary cap, and you can't blame them, really. For you, when you were over there, because were you about 17, 18 when you came back here, yeah. and then that's when you decided that's what you wanted your career to be. So what was it like playing over there as like a teenager and, and that sort of thing? Yeah, it was good. I played up to under-17s. I went over there under-10s and under till under-17s, and I I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um, didn't want to come back, to tell you the truth. I was going to stop over there in Brisbane where I lived, uh, stop with my a coach. Never... You got everyone got signed up a bit a bit um, later in the later in the teens of over there, but uh, I didn't want to come back. But uh, I might never play professionally if I stopped over there. You never know, do you? Yeah, because the competition is so intense and stuff. I mean, I suppose internationally, um, it will benefit us having our players over there playing in sort of the best league in the world, as it were. But for Super League over here, I mean, it's something that we're we're always moaning about. I'm almost sick of even keep saying about how our players keep going over to Super League. But what do you reckon needs well, to be done? I don't know. I don't. Will it make our, us internationally better? Because our, mm. our competition will be weaker. So I think we're not going to be playing against. Uh, all our best players week in week out like at the moment I think uh, our competition's not not strong enough I think there's you've got your top teams who compete against each other and then the, the, every other week they're winning 40-50-0 and we're only getting a few intense games at the very end of the year and uh, that's when we play like uh, the Aussies and the Kiwis we've got to play for 80 minutes they're used to doing that near enough every single round of the NRL and then the State of Origin I think our competition needs to be a, a lot better maybe reduce the teams or something but it's, uh, I don't think it's strong enough across the board. Although when you look at the the squads that's been named for, for the England squad this week, having the three Burgess brothers, you've got uh, James Graham in there as well. Having those NRL players 
I suppose is is it going to raise the profile for our squad? But are they going to be? They're not obviously going to be used to playing it as a, as a team as of yet, which you get with any international yeah. side as well, I suppose. But it is good having them guys playing because they're used to playing against the Aussie guys week in week out. So that that may be fear factor they might be, or they they used to mm. they know the players inside out. So that's beneficial. But I just think for the rest of the guys over here, it's not going to be as good. Well, let's turn our attention back to Mike Cooper now. He says that Saturday's game will be the biggest send-off he could ever have imagined for himself and his family. Couldn't ask for a better way to leave. Um, playing in the grand final will be, uh, be unbelievable. It's a great achievement anyway, and, and to do it as your final game for this for this club that have been here since 11 years old. So, you know, it'll be a real uh, emotional experience after the game. So, uh, you know, fully switched on and, and want to make sure we go out on a high, on a high note. What have you got to do to beat Wigan Warriors? I think you've got to play. You've got to play tough. You've got to play aggressive. I think they're a real physical side, and you know we've had some success and, and matched them at that the last couple of years. So um, you know the boys will be fairly confident going into the game, and you know we expect a real tough, you know, tough battle from them. Um, so uh, you know I think completion may play a part in the day as well. In grand finals, people people make errors, and maybe you completes best may go on to win the game. I think as a grand final, as a neutral's point of view, this would be the one that you'd want to come and watch and see a Warrington Wigan side that both like to throw the ball around, but both teams that can bang a little bit as well in the middle mm. defensively. Um, you know, there'll be some ferocious hits out there I'm expecting from both sides. So, um, you know, that should make for a real entertaining physical game. And Lee Mossop off to Parramatta Eels, the deal that saw Gareth Hock signing there too originally, but now, of course, he's decided on Salford. And Mossop says he wants to give Wigan Warriors and the fans the perfect goodbye. To be in a, an occasion like this alone is going to be a great experience and something I'm really proud to do with uh, this group of players. But I'm looking for, I'm looking to do one more and uh, hopefully get the win Saturday. And that, for me, is going to be uh, the fairy tale, fairy tale send-off. I know that's what you were talking about I think the last time I spoke about it but it's it's here in reality now but you've just got to step back for 80 minutes uh, is that going to be easy? No it's not no when, when you get to occasions like this and you realise what's at stake it, it's never going to be easy but to be honest it's it's probably the team that can do that the best that will tend to win and the, the ones that settle into the occasion most do do the little one percenters that they do every week and um, so again yeah we'll try to do that but it will be difficult Because it's the final that I think not just the support of each side one, it's a, the final that perhaps it'll be league one and it it's just oozes that something's going to happen that's going to be dramatic. Does yeah, you never get a dull game between uh, us and Warrington and uh, I can't see it being a bit different on Saturday. In fact with with the occasion and uh, the stadium and the fans that they all they're all adding to to make that epic uh, epic grand final and um both teams are gonna be the same, uh, they know what's at stake and uh as I say, hopefully that we can be the ones that come out winners. Obviously, the Saints game has always been the big derby, but now when you play Warrington, the way that they've come on board since Tony's taken them over, it's getting nearly as close as? It is, yeah. Probably for me, it probably is now. Um, obviously, I'm not from Wigan, so I probably didn't buy into how big of an occasion it was the derby game, but for me personally, I think Warrington is is that ex- the, the biggest derby for me personally, and uh, just with how tough they are as a, as a team, and I think they really like us in the way that the players are a team. So again, it's just it's, make, it's got all the makers of a massive game. But you've got to that stage where you've got this year, where you've got to them finals. Like you said, that that hurdle last year, it must have hurt first of all as a player and as a club that you'd done so much. But then when it came to when it mattered, you couldn't do it. But this year, you have. It is, yeah. Uh, we spoke about that in the pre-season. Now we don't want to be remembered as the team that are, are sort of chokers, and I think that's where we put put it, put it right this year with. Uh, we beat a champion side in Leeds in the semi just gone, so 
we were in, we're here, we're there, we put ourselves into the at and we're 80 minutes away from doing something special. And just before we go into another break now on City Talk 105.9, here's another chance for you to get your hands on some tickets for Saturday's grand final between Wigan and Warrington. Just answer this question, answer it on Twitter tonight. You just got to answer who did Wigan beat in their last grand final appearance in 2010? Who did Wigan beat in their last grand final appearance in 2010? Just get in touch with us on Twitter tonight. You can find us at City Talk 1059. Make sure you are following us though, so we can get back to you, or you can text us as well. And uh, just Twitter's probably the easiest way, but uh, at City Talk 1059. And we'll be back in just a moment to talk England and hear a little bit about Mickey Hyams. Underwear. Hmm. Yeah, you did hear that, right? Keep listening to In Touch. In Touch. In Touch. On City Talk 105.9. You're listening to In Touch. I'm Lauren Moss, Steve Manning and Martin Gleeson join me at the top of the tower as well. This week, England coach Steve McNamara named his 24-man squad for the World Cup qualifiers. Five Leeds players. The squad will be captained by Kevin Sinfield, George, Sam and Tom Burgess. Five players from Wigan, one from Saints, two from Warrington. Surprise omissions, just to mention a couple. Uh, Stefan Ratchford is in the Knights, John Wilkin and Adrian Morley. Maybe not a big surprise, but a shame for him. And uh, Steve McNamara has left out the eldest Burgess brother, Luke, something his mum this week has called heartbreaking. And the coach says uh, the call-up for the three brothers, though, needs no real explanation. I think the attributes are there to be seen, you know, but, but all three of those people, very, very physical, big, you know, damaging you know, people who have done extremely well this season. And you know, particularly Sam and, and George who have probably established themselves a little bit more. You know, Tom has come a little bit from left field, but you know, the, the things that I've seen him do, um, and the things that he's capable of I think can be a great asset for us throughout this World Cup and for Sam in particular you know England fans have been probably waiting for, for a fair few years now to see Sam back in an England jersey how pleased are you as his head coach to, to have him within the group yeah I think you know 2010 was the last time he was with us you know, it's been t- t- too long in between for, for my liking but, and probably the rest of the staff and our fans liking you know, Sam's had to overcome a couple of injuries but he's fully fit you know, he's raring to go and I think him missing out on selection last year enabled him to to repair his knee. Uh, he's had a great season this season, and I think you know the the prospect of him teaming up, you know, with his brothers, but with some of the other outstanding talent that we've got within this group, is great for everybody to see. And Sean O'Loughlin as well. We saw him uh, at the, the semi-final game with the, the boot on his right leg, but he, he's included. You know, uh, talk us through where he's at with his injury and and. Um, how, how long do you think it'll take to have him up and running and fully fit? Yeah, Sean's a really important member of the group. He's, you know, he's uh, been outstanding in terms of what he brings to our, to our team. And you know, we've got some good information on his injury. You know, we feel he's a, a, a very good opportunity of being available uh, by the time the World Cup comes around. Uh, and we want to give him every chance to do so. So he's named in the squad. Brett Ferris will travel with us. Brett is part of a 25-man squad, if you like. He's not named in the official 24, which we have to do for the World Cup. But Brett's, uh, Brett's part of the group and will stay with the group you know, throughout South Africa and when we return. And, and if there is any sort of issue with Sean whatsoever, then we'll make that adjustment. And looking at that forward pack, you know, you must be incredibly pleased with it. It's a formidable-looking uh, forward pack there. Yeah, yeah, we've got some good players. You know, all across the park, we've got some good players. You know, but the forwards... Um, you know, I think people will focus on that, particularly with, with three Burgesses named within that, and James Graham, who obviously we're aware of. But you know, it, it, it's good. You know, we've got some strength in depth, and there's some names who, you know, when, when you look at the experience that we've lost, you know, recent times, you know, Jamie Peacock retiring, and 
you know, we've not selected Adrian Morley and Gareth Carvel and John Wilkin this time round and Jamie Jones who Cannon's injured. So we've, you know, when you look at the the depth that we've got, the players that we've got, it's uh, it's outstanding. And uh, yeah, I think for for a long period of, to come now, hopefully that we can stay in that position. Steve McNamara there mentioned uh, the players that were missing. What do you both think, Martin, Steve, about about the omissions? Oh, Crabtree missing there, John Wilkin, uh, Stefan Ratchford, so on. I'm very surprised that uh, Stefan Ratchford's uh, missing. I know off air, I was talking to uh, Martin, we're about like the, we've not got uh, left centres, and I asked him, is there a difference between playing right centre and left centre? And is that going to be our big problem, would, do you think? Because obviously we've got to get try somehow when the centres normally either create them or score them, Martin. Yeah, I think uh, not having a regular left centre though is going to be a difficult challenge, especially when you come up against the Aussies with uh, Justin Hodges, who plays on the right, and he's just, He's always played right. And it's, uh, it, when you're playing the opposite side, it's all about reading the defence that they'll be targeting two, three in. And um, it is totally, totally different. If you're a specialist on a certain side, it's like doing something with your right hand and then going and doing it with your left hand. Mm. It's, people might think it's the same, but it's not. And I'd, I'd want to see someone who's been there all year, or at least getting a lot of practice now in South Africa, playing on that left side because you've got to read the defensive players and it is different. Who would you have in the squad as a left centre in that squad? Well, I'm not sure. They've got obviously they've got Callum Watkins, um, Leroy Kudjo, and Zach Hardacre. Now Zach played um, less centre earlier in his career. Been, but he's now been playing full back. Hasn't he's been he? playing full back, and I, I don't think he's heavyweight enough. I think he's a bit maybe a bit lightful in the centres for the big games against the Aussies, um, and maybe that lack of game time playing there um, it could. Could be costly, so I think that's some, obviously something that Steve's got to he's got to be aware of, and he's he's got to tighten up. Well, I think it's something we'll be uh, picking apart as the weeks go on, and we edge even closer, just uh, three and a bit weeks to go now until the first game against Australia in Cardiff. But uh, finally, last note on the the grand final: former Wigan player Mickey Hyams preparing to face his old club on Saturday, and he's been talking to Steve about his do we call them lucky charms, a good luck charm. Um, and how he'll definitely be pushing his loyalties to one side. You'll hear what I mean. Yeah, a special final. You know, it's, like I said, my old club, we still have feelings for him, obviously. But um, obviously I'm, you know, Primrose and Blue this week, trying to do a job and you know get that get that grand final trophy lifted. But um, no, it's um, two great teams. You know, we're going to show them metal this year. They've looked down and out, and they've, they've come back and you know, they've, they've played two terrific playoff games and they're full of confidence. You know, they'll be round to go. But so are we. You know, we've had two great performances in the. You know, in, in the in the playoffs, you know we we've got you know we can improve on the performances, but um, you know this time of year, you know you just get get in there is you know is a massive it's a massive um, achievement. You know, if they can um, they can go on better than last year. Just touching on Wigan, I mean going into the playoffs, uh, nobody were even talking about them, were they? No, not at all, and I think that's probably you don't talk you write them off at your peril. You know they're a champion side. You know they lifted the Challenge Cup this year. You know, and they've you know they've probably had a few injuries this year, probably more so than previous, and to still get where they are is, is pretty fantastic. So they'll be brewing with confidence. You know, they've a lot of players back now, near, near enough to full squad. As so are we. You know, we've had our first year injuries this year, and I think pretty during the season, I think we've just gone about our business. You know, there's been a lot of talk of other teams this year, how Leeds are coming good, what us feel the real deal, and you know, we've just gone under the radar. Probably has so of Wigan. You know, not kind of probably give us a lot of chance and. But you know, a lot of experienced players in both camps. You know, have played big games, and um, obviously it's shown. They've, you know, we've got to the big one this week, so um, it's all the ingredients of a you know of a, of a classic final. I'll just finally to put a bit of levity on it. I remember last year we started talking about your uh, personal IG, and it got such a great laugh on our show that we we broadcasted a few times. So 
I know you destroyed last year's undies. What's the situation this season? Yep, I've had a, had a fresh pair this week. They're just, they're, they're, I've had a fresh pair this season. Sorry, the same ones every week. They're, they're just holding on. There's some old, there's some old and start, they're starting to perish. But um, no, they've got one more week in them yet. Now that's Mickey Hyam on his lucky underpants ahead of Saturday's grand final. Very quickly, Steve Martin, call it for the final. Um, I think Warrington will be a little bit too stronger than that. Steve? Wigan Warriors by eight. Oh. Sam Tompkins, man of the match. I'm thinking Warrington by six. That's all we've got time for tonight on In Touch. Just want to say a quick well done to Jim. He uh, won the, the tickets for the uh, grand final on Saturday. Who did Wigan defeat in their last grand final appearance in 2010? It was, of course, St Helens. Tomorrow morning, Mick Coyle on City Talk Breakfast will be giving away another pair of tickets to the grand final. Make sure you're listening. Thank you for your company tonight. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Steve. Join us again next week when we pick apart the grand final. This is In Touch. City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9.